All right, Jackson. I'm sure everyone listening already knows that you gave your resignation to Ian Hates music last week. So I thought now would be a good time to let everyone know what you're doing. I have no problem with it. You're leaving the show to follow I Prevail on tour. Isn't that right? Exactly. Now, there's only one thing that I want to remind you before you go. You remember what that is, right? (laughs) You can't give alcohol to 14-year-olds. Yeah, but what about the other thing? Wait, 15. See, Jackson, I'm glad you remember this. You got to stop doing that. (laughs) I don't know, man. I do that a lot. Oh, Jackson. And welcome, everyone, to a brand new episode of Ian Hates Music. My name is Ian. And I'm Jackson. And yes, everyone, that is Jackson. He is going to be a little quiet today because it's his last show and he's a little sad. So he will chime in from time to time, I'm sure. Hopefully you enjoyed our little skit out there. But yes, I know we joke around a lot on the show, but it is true Jackson is gone, and I'm here in my home studio back from traveling, and I'm trying to think of what to do. We'll do a little retrospective here for anyone who's new to Ian Hates Music. And you're right, this may not be entertaining, this may not be necessarily music-related, but it is related to the show. So Jackson was the third co-host that we've had on Ian Hates Music. So I'm trying to decide, is it me? Am I the dick? Is that the reason why people keep leaving? It might be. I mean, it it completely might be. You know, we don't talk often about why the original co-host left. But that's a very long story. He also came back and did the one-year anniversary show. But I don't know if I'm ever going to completely tell that story. Because I like to tease things. I mean, that is kind of a radio ploy. And I know this is podcasting, so it's different. But still. There's some things you have to keep close to the vest, even though this is a very open and honest show, you know, besides all the joking and, you know, fucking around and stuff. As people remember, Ty's Wi-Fi and home situation were not conducive for doing the show, even though Ty is a great guy and he continues to help the show on a weekly basis. He's basically the producer, so he helps us out quite a bit. And then now with Jackson, like I said, try to be as honest as possible. It was a big surprise that Jackson stepped away from the show. And we'll see if he actually listens to this because I have to decide, is this going to be a solo show from now on? Am I going to do it similar to Ian Hates Conversations where it's just me interviewing someone? Or do I go out and find another person to try and fill Jackson's spot and continue this on the way I like it? Because what I would really like for the show and what I had talked to Jackson about, and actually I think I talked to Ty about it as well, I would like to have this be myself and two co-hosts, one male, one female. That way we get a bunch of different opinions 
on the music and the music scene and everything that we do here on the show. So as much as I like grabbing a mic and talking to everyone, and I think I went over this a little bit last week when I did the show by myself as well. And by the way, I did not know that Jackson was stepping away from the show when I did that show by myself. Just so you know, it wasn't like, oh, I was waiting to make an announcement. That was a big surprise for me. So as much as I like grabbing a mic and just shooting the shit and talking, I really do like having an interaction. And I know that some podcast hosts, they do the show solo and it works for them. For me, I'm not exactly sure that's what I want to do yet. And since I built these shows from the ground up, I can really do whatever I want with them. So I need to feel this stuff out. So my plan right now is to try someone new out for next week. Now, that's not a guarantee that it's going to happen because we have to schedule everything. We have to see if everything works equipment-wise, you know, test everything out. So it's not a guarantee that it'll happen next week. But I am going to try with a new co-host and see how it goes, see if the chemistry's there, see if, you know, the audience likes that person. You know, that is kind of an important part of it, too. So we'll work all that out. So really, I just wanted to have this you know, brief conversation with you, the audience, and let you know that's where my mindset is right now. I'm really trying to figure this out because I don't really know what the best way is. I like the give and take of having co-hosts where I can make jokes, I hear laughter, <laughs> I talk about different perspectives, because I don't want everyone just to agree with me. <laughs> I do enjoy a back and forth between multiple people that maybe agree sometimes, but also disagree other times. I agree with that. I think that's kind of important. So I'll decide on what I want to do. I'd love to hear from you. If you have any suggestions, you know, that's completely fine. You know, reach out to me. You know how to do that. But I guess, Jackson, do you have anything to say right now? Yeah, no, honestly, it was well put. Just being honest. I have no problem with it. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Well, look, once again... This might be an abbreviated show because I am by myself, but also this is kind of a slow week for scene news and new songs, but I say we get right into it. It's time for scene news. So first up in news, Stick to Your Guns have announced a bunch of tour dates as basically record release parties for their brand new album that's coming out soon. It's called True View. And they have upcoming dates with 18 Visions, Get the Shot, Stone, and Modern Color. So check out their tour dates. See if they're coming anywhere near you. Unfortunately, once again, they are nowhere near me. So hopefully you're some of the select few that can go to this show. I definitely would if I had a chance. I hope you do as well. And to tag that story, 18 Visions, who's touring with them, has also announced Stick to Your Guns guitar player Josh James is also officially joining 18 Visions as well. So not exactly sure how that's going to happen. I guess he's pulling double duty while they're on tour. And then the question will be, how does he balance everything? Or is he gone from Stick to Your Guns officially after the tour? Who knows? Next, In Fear and Faith make a Facebook post to talk about the supergroup Noble who I had talked about on the show previously. I guess some people had been complaining on their Facebook page that they didn't want to hear about Noble. They only wanted to hear about In Fear and Faith. And basically, just so people remember, Noble is made up of members from In Fear and Faith, Confide, and O Sleeper. But they say, regarding In Fear and Faith, it's an incredibly complicated situation, and putting out new music was no longer an option after the promise 
of a comeback was made, which I guess was actually a teaser regarding the final show with Seosin before they went on hiatus. They would like to put out new music, but for the time being, they can't. So they still want to play music, but they can't do anything in fear and faith. Now, I don't know what that means because they don't necessarily go into it, but it really does seem more like it's a legal matter, if I'm not mistaken. It could be, you know, another member, maybe they're having issues, but they're not pointing to that. So it kind of seems like because they're being so vague, it might be something to do legally. And that's speculation. That's not for sure. I love In Fear and Faith. I miss them. I wish there was more music. But I like what Noble's doing as well. So I'm not going to get mad that they post about Noble because, come on, let's be honest, probably all those bands that make up Noble should probably be posting about that on their Facebook pages, their social medias, all that stuff on those band pages as well. Why would you not? You have a built-in audience that might also like this new brand. And I did say brand. It could be band, but it is also a brand that they're working on too. So that makes total sense to me. And I believe we have a brand new Noble song coming up in new songs. In some short news here, the Word Alive have confirmed that they are in the studio working on their brand new full-length album. It's their fifth. It's the follow-up to Dark Matter that came out in 2016. I can only hope it's better. <laughs> Because I really haven't gone back and listened to that. I was not a fan of that album. They've gone through some lineup changes, but they have also confirmed that Matt Good is overseeing the recording process. So right there, you know there's going to be something great about the album. It's rare for anything Matt Good touches to be subpar. So I am happy to hear that. So maybe he'll get them back on track to the area where I liked them originally. But we'll see. As long as they're making music they enjoy, that's great. But I am happy to hear that Matt Good is a part of this. More tour news for everyone. Converge has set up brand new dates for an East Coast run with Pile and Give. So you can check them out and see if they're coming anywhere near you. A couple more news stories for you. The lawsuit between Avenged Sevenfold and Warner Brothers Records is set to start, I believe, in December, if I'm not mistaken. Now, we've talked in length about this on the show before. What I like is that once they go to trial, all the details should be put out for everyone. So we'll definitely be talking about this a lot more once this goes to trial, once everything starts rolling out, because it'll be interesting to see if this precedent is set by what Event Sevenfold did or by what Warner Brothers forced them to do. But I think we wait for all those details to come out before we start speculating. Let's just wait and have a full in-depth discussion about this, probably in December sometime. And last, in other Warner Brothers news, it turns out that it is true, Warner Brothers has acquired Artery Recordings. And reports are saying that the entire staff, including the president of Artery, have all been let go. Now, this is what really sucks about this. So I don't know how everything is going to really go as they move forward. You know, Slaves is on that label, Micah Relocator on that label, Capture are on that label. If Warner Brothers was smart, the first thing they would do is let Capture go. I agree. That's just fucking dead weight. (laughs) But it will be very interesting what they do. I knew some people on Artery and it really sucks that they were let go I can only wish everyone the best who has let go from Artery and hope 
that they can get positioned soon. Because I did like that label a lot. And it was around for five years. They did a really good job, at least from what I saw anyways. And I don't know what it necessarily means to have a smaller label being eaten by this much larger label. Hopefully, it works out for the artists. But we won't know that until we give it some time. But that is kind of a big story. And who knows, they might not be the last ones to get acquired. There could be many other smaller labels that get eaten up by the big guys. Okay. Yeah, I I have nothing to say about this. All right. Well, that is the end of news. And that means it's time for new songs. First up in new songs, we've got Firestarter, What's Left of Us. The new album, The Time It Takes, comes out September 22nd, and it's an independent release. Let's take a listen. Next, we've got Neck of the Woods, You'll Always Look the Same to Me. The new album, Passengers, comes out September 15th on Basic Records. Let's take a listen. Next up, we have the contortionist Ready to Earth. The new album Clairvoyant comes out September 15th on E1 slash Good Fight Music. Now we've got Arch Enemy, The Eagle Flies Alone. The new album, Will to Power, comes out September 8th on Century Media Records. Let's take a listen.
new one from Kublai Khan is called Belligerent. The new album Nomad comes out September 29th on Rise Records. Let's take a listen. And now a surprise of sorts. We have the new Sleeping With Sirens, Cheers, off the really, really dumb album, Gossip. That dumb album comes out September 22nd on Warner Brothers Records. Wow, we just talked about them multiple times. Ty would like to add that he really feels sorry for Nick Martin for being with these guys. But I gotta say though, Ty, he's going to make a shit ton of money. So don't feel too bad for him. But here's a little treat. I have not listened to this track yet. This is brand new for me. So how about we all take a listen together and we'll see how long I can last. Yep, there we go. All done. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, they're going to do an electronic version of a track where they say, march to the beat of a different drum. Wow. They're blazing a trail there, folks. Blazing a trail. Now back to actual music. We've got Trivium, The Heart From Your Hate, the new album, The Sin and the Sentence, comes out October 20th on Roadrunner Records. Let's take a listen. Now we've got My Children, My Bride with Thorns, and this is not the only track that is called Thorns. We will get to that very soon. But the upcoming new album, Vicious World, comes out October 13th on E1 slash Good Fight Music. Let's take a listen. Wow, here's a surprise. Power Man 5000 <laughs> has a brand new track called Sid Vicious in a Dress. 
<laughs> the upcoming album titled New Wave comes out October 27th on Pavement Entertainment. Let's kind of take a listen. Next, we have Guar with Fuck This Place. This is not only Jackson's favorite band. It's true. No, that's, that's, that's right. But also exactly what Jackson said to me about Ian Hates Music. Fuck This Place. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. I do that a lot. The new upcoming album, The Blood of Gods, comes out October 20th on Metal Blade Records. Let's take a listen. And, as I mentioned earlier, here's the new track Filth, featuring Ross Kenyon from Noble. There is no word yet on if they're going to put out an EP, do a full-length album, anything like that. So for right now, let's hope they just keep putting out new music. And let's take a listen to Filth. Now this next track brings a little bit of news with it. Being as an Ocean released a brand new single called Thorns, kind of similar to what I mentioned before. And their upcoming album, Waiting for the Morning to Come, is going to be independently released on September 8th. Finally, hopefully, a date where this album will actually come out. They will also be putting out another brand new single this Friday before the album in a week's time after that. So keep an ear out for that as well. But for right now, let's check out Thorns. Insecurities, but we don't have to let it dictate. 
And making their return is I the Mighty with their brand new track, Silver Tongues. It features Tillian of Dance Gavin Dance, the new album, Where the Mind Wants to Go slash Where You Let It Go, comes out October 20th on Equal Vision Records. Let's take a listen. And last up for this week, the band Sunset Hollow releases Tranquility featuring Ricky Armolino. And you know if it has Ricky Armolino in it, it's going to be played on Ian Hates Music. The upcoming album, Chase the Night, will be released sometime in the fall. So keep your ear out for that and let's take a listen to Tranquility. That last track was thanks to Rick Emery, who also does the awesome images for Ian Hates Conversations. Once again, man, thank you so much. All right, everyone, that is the end of new songs. Please, Jackson, tell me you had something good to say about those tracks. Uh, I don't listen to any of these bands, so I have no input on this. Oh, Jackson. All right, guys, moving on to my favorite part of the show. I normally do my thing there, but it just doesn't seem appropriate 
on a night like tonight. Yeah, I agree. All right, enough of that. It is time for album reviews. Some of these are going to be short. Some of these are going to be longer. Take it as you will. It's just me doing album reviews. So the first one we're going to start with is Leng Che, and I hope I am pronouncing that right. L-E-N-G space T-C-H apostrophe E. I don't know. Something like that. But they have released their brand new album, Razor Grind, off Season of the Mist Records. They are a Belgian grindcore band. Their first album was in 2003, so they're definitely veterans in the game. They come out fast and heavy on the first track, Gundog Allegiance. I really wasn't sure what I was in for, but then you realize no matter what, it's a grindcore album. So most of the tracks are under two minutes, a few are at three minutes, and the final track is over six, which is very strange. I know they're veterans, and I know people like this genre of music. I just don't connect to grindcore. And I find it very difficult to distinguish other grindcore bands from any other grindcore band. So my apologies to all grindcore enthusiasts out there, but it is kind of difficult when a lot of this stuff really does sound the same, at least to me. Also, in the case of Leng, they don't even have any original members left. So even though they are veterans, there's a lot of turnover here. I certainly wouldn't mind going to grindcore shows. I think that's very interesting. But listening to this album again is not interesting to me. But maybe you will enjoy it. So let's give you a taste of this with Species, Path, Extinction. So once again, that's Lang Che's Razor Grind on Season of Mist Records. I have nothing to say about this. Next up, we've got a Pate Spit You Out EP, and it is an independent release. This is an Australian new metal, metalcore, hardcore band. I've never heard of them before, but I enjoyed this EP. It's a seven-track EP with a very short intro track, so really it's six tracks. It's angry, it's hard-hitting. I like the vocals, barely any clean vocals, mostly on the unclean side. And this is a short one because really it's only six tracks. They do a good mix of throwing in some new metal elements into the hardcore metalcore scene for sure. I definitely would not consider this a new metal EP, but it's nice to see it kind of spliced in there. But because it's so short, there's not that much to say. But what I can say is that they did their job. I'm interested in hearing more. So I will always look out for more new music from Apate. And I hope you do as well. So let's take a listen to Jackal. Someone help me! Lie, lie it down for 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 some
bloodstream. So once again, that's a Pate Spit You Out EP, and it is an independent release. I have nothing to say about this. Next up, we've got Forever Starts Today, Always Hope on Third String Records. This is your dose of pop punk for this week. It's straight up pop punk, maybe leaning towards the pop side as well, but I'd say mostly pop punk. It's their debut full-length album. I do like the lead vocals a lot, but I especially like it when they do the dual vocals between their female lead vocalist and a male backup vocalist. I think the dynamic is really good, but it's not there for the whole album, and I wish it was. It reminded me a lot of a more poppy blame shift, and I really like that. I wanted more of that because really, if you take that part away, it becomes very standard pop punk. It's not bad, but I don't know what else they do to distinguish themselves from the multitude of great pop punk bands that are out there. You know, they talk about relationship stuff and, hey, you're the greatest person ever. And now, no, you're not the greatest person ever. You kind of know how it goes. But I enjoyed this album. I think you might enjoy it too, especially if you like pop punk. If you don't, you're going to hate this. But I don't think they did anything wrong. I think they're talented. I look forward to hearing what they have in the future. But I do wish they would go more with the dynamic of the dual vocals in the future for sure. Because I think that would help them stand out a little bit. But you tell me what you think. But let's take a listen to Optimist. nothing to say about this all right next up we have brand new with science fiction on procrastinate music traders i mean really do i have to explain who brand new is i don't think i'm gonna do that i don't want to insult anyone's intelligence and if you don't know i don't know how you're listening to this show but i can at least say this is their fifth full-length album this is probably also their last album People might know brand new, but they might not have heard the announcement that they made last year or this year, basically saying that brand new would be done in 2018. Obviously, that's not a guarantee, but they are doing a big tour right now to support this album. And really, this is their first full length since 2009, and that was Daisy. So this is very strange to just out of the blue, basically, set up pre-orders and then all of a sudden the album's out. But that's what Brand New does. They don't care. They do whatever they want. So let's start with the good first. I enjoyed the tracks Waste, Could Never Be Heaven, Same Logic Slash Teeth, and Desert. 
or dessert. <laughs> I always forget which one it is. But I enjoyed those tracks. Other than that, though, obviously, Brand New is super talented. Jesse is a great vocalist. But for me, Brand New hit its peak with Deja and Tendu. And that's personal preference, but that's what it was for me. So I will always respect them. I will always love them. I will always play their music. But it's very hard to outdo that album and your favorite weapon. It's very, very difficult to go above them. And I, I really don't expect them to do that either. So what I do respect, of course, is they're doing what they want. They are very talented. But for me, when I hear an album like this, it's just like I was not a fan of Daisy. It's just not my style of music. And I'm not a bandwagon fan. So when The Devil and God came out, I was like, yeah, I enjoy this album, but this also isn't the brand new that I know. So that's not my favorite album either. And once again, not saying that this is bad or they're untalented, they just moved away from my personal taste. So I wanted to love this album. I wanted to be like, wow, this is going to be great. And sure, they do put different elements of their previous work into science fiction, except for your favorite weapon. I didn't really hear any of that inspiration in there whatsoever, and that would be kind of weird anyways, if it was. But still, it's, I know it's going to sound weird maybe, it's too indie for me. I'm not a fan of indie music. It's a very rare time that I enjoy something where you would necessarily consider it indie. Like, I don't know what you would do at a concert if you were watching them play these tracks, and I wouldn't want to hear these tracks live. So I think something like that would be kind of tough for me. So I'm just trying to be honest about it. I know a lot of people love this album. I don't know if people are necessarily being as honest about it, though, because I think everyone obviously loves Brand New. They hit that kind of mainstream thing where they're just so damn talented that people have to hear their music, so they straddle a lot of lines And that's why their massive concerts sell out is because they're not only hitting the people from your favorite weapon and before when they were a real underground band, but they're also hitting people that somehow heard them on the radio or heard them some other way when The Devil and God came out and then Daisy and so forth and so on. And when I talk brand new, I can't help think about Deja and Tendu. I can't help think about what a masterpiece that is. So none of these tracks can ever hit what those tracks mean to me now and not for nostalgia reasons. I love all those songs to this day because they're still fucking great songs. So as much as I want to play OK I Believe You but my Tommy Gun don't right now, I'm going to play one of the new tracks. This is Waste. So once again, that's brand new science fiction on Procrastinate Music Traders. 
I have nothing to say about this. Well, here's the only time you'll see this band follow brand new. This is Eskimo Cowboy, The Scene, on People Like You slash Century Media Records. This is, if you don't know them already, this is a German band. They are electronicore slash metalcore. Here's my question to all of you. Do you miss Skip the Foreplay? Because if you do, this is the band for you. Yes, that's right. Also, probably the only redeeming thing about this album, Franzilla makes a featured appearance in the title track, The Scene. We will play that for you later, obviously. But look, I hate kicking a band who kicks themselves. It's like making fun of Blood on the Dance Floor. It's a little bit too easy to make fun of this band. But what you can say, if you want to be positive, they're still around. They're still making this style of music that was never really in style, but caught on for like a year. You know, that like 2010 type vibe. I mean, come on, it's 2017 and they're still doing it. But yeah, it has everything you'd expect. Really dumb lyrics. Maybe it's a little bit more satirical. This time, maybe they're poking fun at themselves a little bit. But still, it's really fucking dumb. It's just a mumbled, jumbled mess. They even put an acoustic track at the end that makes absolutely no sense. No sense whatsoever. So look, I'm sure many people are calling this probably the worst album of 2017. I didn't have the hate for it that I guess a lot of people would, but I also don't expect anything from them. Because I've known this band for a while, I expect nothing from them. Maybe they're fun to see live. Who the fuck knows? This album is not worth your time unless you want to laugh at how poor this is and wonder in absolute amazement of how a band like this can still be around making money. I mean, I'm assuming they're making money because they're still doing this, but it's really fucking weird. It makes absolutely no sense to me. Plus, not even to bring up the point, they're fucking ripping me off. Calling their album The Scene? I am the scene. Yeah, no, honestly, it was well put. Just being honest. You guys know that. All you haters out there know that. Yeah, I agree. And it is funny, the title track that I'm going to play in a bit, they talk about how no one would ever say shit like this to their face. Please. I don't know if I'm supposed to be afraid of that. I don't know. First of all, I would never say anything like that to Franz's face because I really enjoy what he does. Franz is super talented. We've talked about that on the show many, many, many times. The vocals he is able to achieve, the way he does a live show and doesn't miss a beat, doesn't miss a note, he is fucking awesome. Whether you agree with the lyrics or you agree with what he does in the arrangements of his songs, whatever. That's your own opinion. Just like this is my opinion of Eskimo Cowboy. But I think it'd be very funny to think that they think that they're so big and bad that someone wouldn't be able to walk up to them at some point if they were being dicks. I'm not saying just to walk up to them and be like, your music fucking blows. But if they were being fucking dicks about it, I don't think anyone should have a problem telling them their music fucking blows because it does. Yeah. <laughs> and you're about to hear it too. So <laughs> come on, guys. But let's take a listen to the scene. Get the fuck up! Fuck your scene, I'm a medical OG. Fuck the trans in the bullshit magazine. Speak my mind and it turns into a headline. You use my lips to make it turn into 
<laughs> so once again, that's Eskimo Callboy, The Scene, on People Like You slash Century Media Records. And don't fucking forget, I am The Scene. It's true. No, that's, that's, that's right. Second to last here, we've got For the Win with Heavy Thoughts on Victory Records. If I'm not mistaken, For the Win was on Artery Recordings before transferring over to Victory. Hopefully that was a good move for them. Now, I have heard this album for a while now because I was trying to get For the Win on the show when they sent me the album. So I've been jamming this for a while, and I really, really enjoy it. I've got a thing for Easy Core. I can't help it. This is Easy Core, pop punk, pop rock. I think they do a great job in this album. I thoroughly enjoy going through it multiple times. I believe there are three vocalists in the band technically, and really... There's not that much to say other than it's a really fun album. The cleans, the uncleans, everything really works well together. You're going to bang your head. You're going to jump around. I think this would be a really fun band to see live as well, so I'm hoping they come around to this area. I hope they go out somewhere where you can see them as well. So I hope they keep doing this. I really enjoyed what they did. I hope you do as well. Even though I could probably choose every track on this album, let's go with The Weight of the World. See what I'm talking about? The whisper into the breakdown? Fucking classic. So once again, that's For the Win, Heavy Thoughts on Victory Records. I have nothing to say about this. And last up this week, we've got Pivris, All We Know of Heaven, All We Need of Hell. This is on Rise Records. This is a pop slash pop rock band. I'm pretty sure everyone knows who they are. But this is their follow-up to White Noise, which really put them on the map, obviously. This is their sophomore album, so they're looking to really, really meet those expectations or shoot past them, I'm sure. But this was a very, very highly anticipated album. Now, you could say that this is not necessarily the type of album that I should even be talking about on the show. But they really are in the scene. Like... They're in alt-press all the time. They're touring with Bring Me the Horizon. Like, they're doing a lot that you would say would be in the scene. So here's the thing I always question when it comes to them. If I heard any of their tracks without knowing it was them, would I have the same reaction to the album or the song? And what I mean by that is, they sound like atmospheric pop that you'd hear on a radio top 40 station. Maybe a club, a blockbuster summer movie. But the question is, do we give them a pass 
because we know how talented Lynn is and how talented the band is. Because you can't deny that. Lynn's got a great voice, does really well with lyrics. The band itself is technically sound. But I think because I'm not a pop fan, if I heard this on regular radio, if for some reason I was listening to regular radio, and I heard one of their tracks, would I really know that it was them? Or would I care? So that's my question to everyone out there. As heavy music fans or alternative music fans, do you really want to listen to this? And I'll go back to something that I've said in the past about certain bands. For me, this is more background music, where if I had a girl come over and she wasn't a fan of hardcore music or really heavy music, I could put this on and not be sick to my stomach. Because I know there's talent there, but it's definitely not my style. It's definitely not my scene. And that's not taking anything away from the album itself. It's merely taste. Because you can tell this is a layered, textured, and hugely produced album. And if that's your thing, then you're going to love it. Lynn's voice is great. The band does a great job. That's not really the issue here. It's more, can you distinguish this band from other top 40 pop stars? But obviously, if you said, hey, Taylor Swift or Pivris, which one would you choose? It's going to be Pivris all the time. So I'm going to give you a taste of what I would consider the quote-unquote heavier track on the album. It's called Half. So once again, that's Pivris, All We Know of Heaven, All We Need of Hell on Rise Records. Jackson, your thoughts? Uh, I don't listen to any of these bands, so I have no input on this. All right, everyone. That is the end of album reviews for this week. Next week is a little up in the air. We've got Across the Atlantic, Blind Wish, Outlier, Alaska, because I think it's supposed to be, a, I don't know, and Beyond Unbroken. But once again... The card is subject to change because most of these bands I haven't had a chance to listen to, but hopefully they'll all be awesome. But we'll have to wait until next week to find out. For now, it's time to go to Jackson's favorite part of the show. If you think we're going to kiss your ass since you get a good review in your magazine, well, you're mistaken, my friend. Take a self-righteous poser, wannabe writer, candy-ass pencil. Shove it up your ass! Shove it up your ass, you punk! All right, everyone, since it's Jackson's final show, I think instead of doing Breakdown from the Past, we have to kind of do an in memoriam of some of Jackson's favorite sound clips, almost like a military salute, except that he didn't do anything and he doesn't deserve it. <laughs> but let's play <laughs> some of Jackson's favorite sound clips. It's been a while. <laughs> 
send the nonsense The fans who feel cheated And venues I damage The people who left me And want to wipe in If fuck it, I'm done I've got one thing to say And then, Jackson, I talked to Franz himself, and I said, did you know that Jackson is leaving Ian Hates Music? And he said these two things to me. And I'll never forget them. Yes, everyone. Fuck that shit. You can find Jackson in the mosh pit. Well, not really. You know he gets injured. But really, I think not doing a breakdown from the past this week and it being, I think, the only time that I've never done a breakdown from the past is fitting especially because Jackson never, ever tried when it came to Breakdown from the Past. What I'm probably most disappointed in is that we never got the payoff to the bit. He lost his bet, and I was going to make him do something humiliating that I've been planning for a while. You know what? Maybe that's why he quit the show. Maybe it really didn't have to do with anything he said. You know, maybe it doesn't have to do with him going and following I Prevail all over the country, even though, of course, that is what he's doing. But maybe that's just really an excuse because he can't handle any more humiliation from constantly getting breakdown from the past incorrect and then also having the payoff of his bet. Oh, man, I think I just broke this whole thing wide open. Jackson, what do you have to say for yourself? Yeah, no, honestly, it was well put. He's just being honest. I have no problem with it. I fucking knew it. I got you. And and I agree with a lot of what you're saying. You know what? Okay. No, you're not wrong. We're just going to move on. That is our in memoriam to Jackson and Breakdown from the Past. We will return next week with brand new Breakdown from the Past or a brand new Breakdown from the Past. Depends on if I have a co-host. We'll see when it happens. But guess what? I am extremely tired. After a fucking long week of work, talking by yourself and talking to yourself is actually kind of exhausting. So I think it's time to end the show. Let's do it. Well, the one thing you can say is at least you don't have to listen to Jackson ramble on about incoherent nonsense about this show. <laughs> so that's at least something. Yeah, I, I have nothing to say about this. But I did want to mention, all joking aside, Jackson has left the show. Like I said, I am going to be trying out new people for the show. We'll see if something hits. I would love that to happen. I have a lot of ideas for the show. I want to continue this. I really enjoy doing it. It's a lot of fun. I hope you enjoy it too. So we'll see what the future brings. But for right now, I did want to make a couple of announcements. On the last episode, I let you know about the Ian Hates Conversations Music Edition with Wither Away. I've got a lot of positive feedback for that. I hope you were able to give it a listen. If not, 
You can always go to the website, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, all those. Just search Ian Hates. Listen to the guys from Wither Away. Great guys, great band. Can't wait for some new music. I think you'll enjoy that conversation. I know I did. Then I have a brand new Ian Hates Conversations music edition that just came out. And this was something very different. For the first time, instead of having a band member or artist on the show, I had Nicholas Mishko, the owner of 10 and 8 Management. You might remember that name because he manages some friends of the show, Morning in May, Young Medicine, and both two-time friends of the show, Alteris and Everyone Dies in Utah. I'm telling you, you're really going to enjoy this behind-the-scenes look at the music industry, at the music business. Mishko is a great source for all those questions. He works extremely hard for all of his artists, and it's great to hear his stories, to hear what it's like interacting with publicists and owners and you know all the back and forth between bands. I think you're really going to enjoy this. It's something definitely new. So check it out once again. It's on ianhates.com iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, and really any of the other apps that support all the streaming podcast shows. You can look it up by searching Ian Hates. I know these are a lot of announcements, but they're very important, so I want to get to them as well. I want to start putting way more content on YouTube because I know a lot of people like interacting with YouTube. They like watching things, so I want to put more up. But I need you guys to go out there and subscribe. I have put on all the social medias the link because I want a custom URL. In order to do that, I need a certain amount of subscribers. So if you can help with that, I guarantee you more content that I know you'll enjoy. So go to that link. Just check my social media. You'll see the link there. Press the button. Subscribe. That will really help me out. And last, I have finally made a Patreon account patreon.com slash Ian Hates. If you enjoy all the shows I do, Ian Hates Music, Ian Hates Conversations, Ian Hates Movies, still coming soon, Ian Hates Love, you can go to patreon.com slash Ian Hates and donate. It really does help. As you can tell from the quality of the show, this is not just a setup with a computer and a basic mic. This is a real professional setup I put the money in myself to make this sound good, to give you guys the quality you deserve, and I want to continue to make improvements. Also, there are monthly fees for website hosting, editing software, a whole bunch of stuff that I have to go through all the time to put these shows out for you. So if you have the means, it would be really great if you wouldn't mind donating. As this continues to grow, I hope to add tiers and perks and you guys can right now tell me what type of perks and tiers and stuff would you like and what would you be willing to donate to get said perks because I think that's pretty cool too. But right now, it's just set up for donations. So once again, last thing, I know I don't like doing this either, but it definitely would help with all the investment I make in the show. It's patreon.com slash Hates. Thank you all for listening to the announcements. I know it was a lot this week. Plus, going through all the transitions with Jackson leaving the show, there's a lot of stuff going on. So thank you very, very much for listening. And Jackson, since it's your final show, what are your final words? For now.
I will leave you the way I always do, long days and pleasant nights. Thanks, everyone. So goodbye to you. So I'll ride for you.